absolute power corrupts absolutely. Welcome once again. It is that time, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, on a fine day, crisp Sunday morning in the East Coast. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and this is The Master Plan. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again. 347-637-3220 is the place to be if you want to talk to The Master, and that's me, and I'm JT. Okay, we got a great show in store for you today. Got a lot of information to cover. A lot. We'll try to get as much as it that we want to cover uh, to you as much as possible. Talking about uh, week 10 in the fantasy football matchups, buds, duds, and sleepers, and, 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 and along with some pickups that you may want to, to, to use maybe this week um, because there's uh, several teams that are on by, some uh, dynamic fantasy players that are sitting on the uh, in their bye week talking about Atlanta, Indianapolis, San, San Diego, and, and and San Francisco. Four teams on a bye, week 10. So you got to make the adjustments with your rosters. Hopefully you're in a position um, that you that it won't affect you that much. And, and, and it, uh, uh, you know, you got Matt Ryan sitting out there that's not going to be playing at, in quarterbacks. You got uh, Andrew Luck, who had a big game uh, last week. You got uh, Philip Rivers, who's been balling out one of the hot quarterbacks in fantasy football. And then you got, uh, and I can't say it, but I, I got to say it, Blaine Gabbard, who pulled off a surprise win off the Atlanta Falcons going into their bye week from San Francisco. Um, so you got some holes to fill. And hopefully I can get you to uh, um, another victory closer to the playoffs, and we're going to be talking about the playoff, fantasy playoff, all right? What you may be looking for, the t- uh, players that you may try to uh, 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 obtain from other uh, teams in, in your quest to get into the playoffs and have a strong roster that with a favorable schedule, excuse me, favorable schedule in the playoffs, uh, we're going to try to uh, also convey that to you. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that I want to get down uh, or get through today. Uh, but uh, there's two things I want to cover real quick. Two things I want to cover. I want to send my condolences for the people in Paris, um, the over 100 people who passed passed away, who were killed, who were um, 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 assassinated, I should say, by uh, um, a small group of terrorists. Um, over 350 people wounded. Uh, 99 of those, uh, approximately, I think, were critical. Um, so, with all the uh, things that's happened in Paris, we got to take a pause and, and uh, um, reflect on how fortunate we are uh, 
that we're able to not have to deal with that at this time. But everyone's on high alert because you never know. Uh, we are a wide open country, just like a lot of countries, and with a target, we are targets of opportunity because uh, <clears throat> because of uh, uh, who we are. You know, pause for a few seconds for the for the uh, uh, victims in Paris and, and in France, and, uh, Paris, France, I should say, and then uh, we'll move on. All right, people. Um, let, let's let's do it like this. <clears throat> like I said, it's week ten. One game has already been played in fantasy, which is the Buffalo uh, Bills against the New York Jets. Quite naturally, the New York Jets uh, went down and defeated home. Buffalo Bills came out and and and, and with a victory that sorely needed. So we're talking about uh, what thirteen games? Three, seven. 13 games, including Monday night that we got to go through. Also, like I said, I want to give you some um, sleepers and some buds and duds that I think that are going to have either good weeks or bad weeks, uh, depending on the matchup. And also, like I said, um, pickups that you may want to get, get off the waiver wire or if they're, they're still sitting there. Um, there's, there's one that's in particular that that I can see that's going to be a I wouldn't say a surprise, but I think uh been an afterthought all year up until this point. Showed some a little bit uh, this past week. Show, shows that uh, he has to offer for his team. Um, and I'm not saying it's Todd Gurley-like, but the scenario um, uh, play, is playing out like that. Let me put it that way. It's playing out almost exactly like that. Um, and a lot of people probably don't think that, but I am thinking that, and I'll convey it when we get to that matchup. So first off, uh, let's get to the matchups. I'm going to get to the matchups. I'm going to get to uh, uh, along those buds, duds, and sleepers, and, and, um, some, and, and uh, some pickups, and then I'm going to uh, also try to melt within that. Um the, who has the most favorable matchups? Now I may not get to all of them, but um, uh, throughout the next few weeks, because we're getting crunch time here, you, you, this is a playoff push. Most playoffs start week thirteen. Some of them having one league. The playoffs start after week twelve. So week thirteen is the first week of the playoffs. Most um, leagues, week fourteen starts the playoffs. Some other leagues, like I'm in a couple of leagues that week fifteen. It starts the playoffs and, and and goes to the end of the um, uh, week to week seventeen. Um, so, depending on what type of league and what your settings are and when your playoff starts, this is the time that you, if you are in a position five and four, four and four, somewhere around there, you you have a shot to get into the playoffs. Most teams need about seven or eight wins to get into the playoffs and have a shot. Now. You don't have to be the number one seed. Right, let me tell you that right now. You don't have to be the number one seed. I was I was the sixth and, and, and I think it was between the sixth and eighth seed last year in in, uh, um, in one league. No, in, in in two leagues, 
that I won. I was the sixth, maybe the sixth, seventh, or eighth week. I, I can't recall. But I was in the lower part of the seating. I wasn't on the upper part of the seating. So it doesn't make a difference where you seated, whether you're one or eight, depending on, on, on how many teams get into the playoffs. The, the, the issue is getting into the playoffs, having a shot. That's all you need is the shot. You don't have to worry about what your seed is. It'd be nice to seed once because some teams have a bye week. Most most don't. But I've seen ones go down. I've seen uh, um, the high seeds go down, and I see the uh, lower seeds like myself last year um, win two championships. So you can do it. It's just a matter of getting into the playoffs, and that's what I want to do, get you into the playoffs. The higher the seed, quite naturally, you feel better about yourself, but you still got to win from week to week in order to get to that championship round. All right, let's do this as we uh, as we go through. We got a lot of lot of information to get out in about a minute. Uh, excuse me, an hour and twenty minutes, give or take. So let's see if we can get this done. All right, first off, off the uh, um, first one up, and I'm going to give you the weather because the weather may have a uh, be an issue. Don't think it will, uh, because uh, across the country, it looks like it's going to be a, if at the worst, maybe an overcast day, but uh, no uh, inclement weather to um, to affect anything. Uh, usually this time of year, the, the, wind, the cold winds pick up, and wind can be a factor, especially against passing teams. But uh, from what I'm seeing here in, in the uh, forecast, it doesn't look like it's going to be a factor this week. All right, let's get to the first one. Uh, we're talking about a matchup that's been a long-standing matchup, uh, and this team hasn't lost uh, this year at home. I'm talking about the uh, Green Bay Packers hosting the uh, Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions coming off of a bye. Calvin Johnson uh, is um, questionable because he's dealing with an ankle injury. Uh, Eddie Lacy is also questionable because he's dealing with a uh, a groin. It looks like um, uh, um um, Mike McCarthy has said that uh, John Starks through his play, James Starks, not John Starks, James Starks, John Starks, basketball player, James Starks, the football player, uh, is going to be the starting running back. Um, the Lions are allowing 37 points per game over the last four weeks. And uh, the Lions, the Detroit Lions, are um, on the bottom rung. 27th, 28th, 26th, 21st, respectively. When I say when I name those the numbers, that's where they rank in preventing fantasy points. And like I said, 27th, 28th, 26th, 21st, and that means it's quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. So Green Bay lost two games against two undefeated teams: one Denver and the other one uh, Carolina. Back-to-back games. Um, on the road. Now they come home. They're four and zero. Like I said, on the road. Um, you play all your Green Bay Packers. Okay. Quite naturally, I don't have to tell you to play Aaron Rodgers. That's that's a gimme. That's a gimme. Instead of playing Eddie Lacy, because uh, I don't think Eddie Lacy is supposed to play a a um, backup role now. Uh, James Stark is supposed to be the lead back. You play James Stars because I think James Stars is going to have a pretty good day. 70, 60, 70 yards, somewhere around there. Probably finds his way into the end zone. He's also uh, more effective than Eddie Lacy in the passing game. So I think you play James Starks in this um, 
Devontae Adams is a flex, definitely a flex, uh, no more than a wide receiver three in here. Uh, Randall Cobb is feeling a lot more healthy, and this is going to be a spot that Randall Cobb will be get even healthier at, and Aaron Rodgers will feel better about uh, their game, is to uh, use uh, Randall Cobb and get him uh, targets down the field, targets equal opportunities, equal opportunities, opportunities equal receptions. And I did think James Star, uh, James Starks, Randall Cobb gets five and six of those, 70, 80 yards, somewhere around there, and a, a, a trip into the uh, friendly zone, the end zone. And uh, I also think James Jones, all he does is catch touchdown people. And he's a big play wide receiver that Aaron Rodgers likes to throw to. I think both these guys get on track and feel better about themselves and the team feels better about themselves. Never mind what happened in the last two games. Uh, this is a get, this is a good, uh, get, get right game. And I think uh, they get right in here on the other side of the ball. They're going to be Detroit's going to have to play back. Um, catch up. Detroit's going to have to play catch up in this game. And I see him throwing a, throwing a football a lot. Um, they changed the offensive coordinator. It looks like the, uh, uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, is still a quarterback this year. Next year is next year. He may not be there next year because they, they emptied out the uh, upper management. Uh, the, they didn't do that with the coach. They they emptied out the upper management. They emptied out the offensive uh, coordinator and, and the offensive line coaches and, and uh, replaced them with um, interim um, people, except for the head coach who's still there uh, for this this season. Before and at the end of the season, he's probably gone. Um, but uh, Matthew Stafford there, and I think he's going to be uh, trying to be a little bit more efficient, passing to uh, uh, hopefully a healthy Calvin Johnson if he's playing. Uh, I would I would definitely um, uh, you definitely got to start Calvin Johnson. You can't sit him on the bench with the opportunity that he may have uh, against his defense. That is, uh, uh, I know the tenth during the top ten defending against the wide receiver position, but they're 22nd uh, against the quarterback position. So that means to tell me that Matthew Stafford is a a, a play for me today. You're not, you don't have Matt Ryan. You don't have um, Andrew Luck. You don't have Phillip Rivers. Um, those are the three of the four teams that are on buys. So Matthew Stafford is a play for me today, absolutely. Um, this talk that Amir Abdullah. Now I know he has a, he's been sporadic. He hasn't done that much, but let me tell you something, people. Let me let me give you a word of advice, okay? This this, this Amir Abdullah is the best running back they have on the team. He's been he's he's had fumble issues. He seems like he can't handle the ball. Uh, he, he tiki barber type of issues. Um. They're coming off a bye. Hopefully, they fixed um, some problems that he may have had uh, high and tight. He probably needs to keep it. I like Amir Abdullah in this game. I think he's going to. And you can run the ball on. You can run the ball on Green Bay. Green Bay may be fifteenth preventing fantasy points, but it's proven in the past that you can run the ball against Green Bay. And I like Amir Abdullah in this. Uh, contrary to what some other people think. I like Amir Abdullah in this. Uh, if you're hurting for a running back, you don't have Devontae Freeman. You don't have uh, Frank Gore. You don't have um, um, uh, uh, Melvin Gordon. I know he's – or Danny Woodhead. You don't have them. They're not there. 
uh, you're looking, you're searching for running backs. If you don't have any of the running backs, um, uh, uh, if you have any of the running backs, running backs are, are have been scarce. And, and if you're in a, a, a uh, 12, 14, 16 team league, you know how scarce they are. And you need to t- put in running backs that you really cringe or, or, or have a lot of second thoughts. Amir Abdul, he got nothing to lose. I think his projection is probably five or six points, somewhere around there in, in PPR, somewhere around there. Well, if he if he beats that, he'd be happy. Okay, I do I do believe because his versatility in catching and running the football that he, he he'll be able to get more than that. I'm thinking he's going to get double digits. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. I think um, the bye week came at a good time for the Detroit Lions, uh, and they're going to come out try to smoke the um, Packers. May not happen, but I'd like him. All right, let's move on. I spent too much time on that. Let's, let's move on to this. The next one on on the docket, the docket, I should say, is the Cowboys versus the Buccaneers. Cowboys are reeling, reeling. It's going to be a nice, warm day down in Tampa, mo- mostly cloudy. And the Cowboys are really heartbreaking loss last week against the um, uh, um, Philadelphia Eagles. And, and it may be another heartbreaking loss here. Remember, I don't pick winners and losers here. If you wanted me to do that, you should have listened to the show, uh, the FSP show on Saturday at 1 p.m. with me and Victor. Um, that's where we pick winners and losers of these teams. I pick Matt fantasy ma- matchups. I think a bud here, uh, a bud. Uh, a guy who's going to um, do well against a team that is um, tw- uh, 13th against the running back position, but I still like Darren McFadden. He gets the majority of the touches. Uh, he touched the ball for t- 27 times last year. Last year. <laughs> last week, I should say. For 117, jo- 117 yards against Philadelphia. He's not a bad running uh, um, running defense. And I think they can he can do the same thing against uh, Tampa Bay. <clears throat> so I'm figuring that McFadden gets uh, about 60 to 70 yards somewhere. He catches the ball out of the backfield. I think Darren McFadden is good for 17 or 18 fantasy points. He's a good running back, too, with a running back one potential. Uh, Absolutely. Fez Bryant, week to week, is getting stronger. Matt Castle's not the most uh, uh, um, efficient quarterback, but it seems like he's gotten better last from week to week. Uh, And just think about this. Matt Castle didn't lose that game. Even though he had threw a pick six, Matt Castle didn't lose that game. The defense of the Dallas Cowboys allowed the Philadelphia Eagles to stay in that game and to, and to um, uh, do what they did. So Matt Castle last week played relatively well enough to win that game. The defense of D- Dallas needs to pick it up to uh, um, uh, pick up and, and, and uh, keep their end of the up. Of, of their uh, responsibility for that team. So I like Darren McFadden. I do like Matt Castle in this game. I think Matt Castle can do well. Um, 25, excuse me, 28 in preventing fantasy points is the uh, uh, where Tampa Bay is. So Matt Castle, believe it or not, is a play for me if you're missing uh, Philip Rivers, if you're missing Andrew Luck, um, if you're missing um, Matt Ryan, Matt Castle, okay, why not? Um, I think he can do well against this team. I think Des Bryant, you know Des Bryant's a play. I mean, you've been waiting for, for weeks to get Des Bryant into the lineup. You know Des Bryant is a play. Um, <clears throat> uh, 
you got to play Jason Witten. You got, you, you got shortest of um, tight ends. You got to play Jason Witten. And Cole Beasley, hot. Cole Beasley is super hot. Okay? He had. He let last week. He led the team with nine receptions, 112 yards, and he scored two touchdowns. You think Matt Castle is comfortable besides throwing to Des Bryant, throwing to Cole Beasley over the middle? I know he had zero catches in the two previous games. Terrace Williams is, is actually getting a, a worse, so the more reliable one is the uh, is Cole Beasley. He's like he's a little poor man's uh, Wes Welker. Or Julian Edelman, he roams in the middle of the field, uh, and a little scat wide receiver, and he, all he does is catch catch footballs thrown to him. Cole Beasley, that's a sleeper of mine, people in here. Um, like I said, twenty um, ninth, Tampa Bay is twenty ninth in preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position. So I like Cole Beasley in there. Also, that's a little sleeper there, a Cole Beasley. Uh, you're missing some great wide receivers, and you're scrambling. Cole Beasley is a ample substitute to take take the spot of uh, wide receivers that are on the bye. On the other end, on the other side, this this guy has been balling out <clears throat> recently. Okay, he's, he's he's even though he's he he failed to throw a touchdown this past week, he ran for a touchdown for the second week in a row. He hasn't turned the ball over since week four. And he's only been sacked seven times over the last seven games. So every game he's sacked at least one time. Um, so you're missing, you're missing a quarterback. Now Dallas is number five, ranked number five in preventing fantasy points against the uh, um, quarterback position. But like I said, James is home. He's playing home. Um, he's playing more under control and taking care of the football. You're missing Phillip Rivers. You're missing Andrew Luck. You're missing Matt Ryan. If you don't have an ample backup, why not roll the dice with Jameis Winston? Okay. Not the best of, of, of choices, but I think he can hold his own against his Dallas defense. Um, especially uh, he's thrown to some big boys. Um, He's dumping them off to the um, running back, Charles Sims, who I think is going to have a a pretty decent day here. Uh, Dallas can be run on. Dallas is uh, 31st, one of the worst in the league, preventing fantasy points from the running back position. So I'm thinking that Charles Sims and Doug Martin, in their respective ways, one in the air, one on the ground, are uh, going to be be visiting the um, friend zone, and um, that's the end zone. In my and uh, I think that the uh, Doug Martin's a definite play here. I think he gets next to the hundred yard mark with a touchdown um, and a, and a couple of catches and and. and uh, 20 yards, 20, 30 yards in the passing game. Uh, Charles Sims' forte, for the most part, for this team is to catch the football out of the backfield, and I think they do do an effective job in doing that. I think that's how he catches, gets his touchdown through the year. Um, so I like both of these running backs, along with Mike Evans. Six, 
big big wide receiver. Jameis likes throwing to him. Jameis has got a, a uh, pretty good rapport with uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans could have had a monster, monster game last week. He caught eight passes for 152 yards. He was thrown 19 times last week and dropped six passes. He dropped a half a dozen passes. So just say he, he caught half those passes for another 40 yards. All right. That would have put him next, close to 200 yards with um, 11 catches. Monster numbers. If he had just caught half half the catches, half of them. For, and we're saying three catches for 40 yards, that's 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 in the realm, uh, give or take. Um, close to 200 yards and 11 catches, double-digit catches, that's a possibility. He could have had that. So he's going to be throwing to him early and often. So I like uh, bo- uh, both. The, on the other side, uh, quite naturally, I talked about them. Let's move on to the next game. Um, and uh, it's, it's the uh, undefeated Carolina Panthers visiting – the underrated defense of the Tennessee Titans. Underrated defense of the Tennessee Titans. Okay? Carolina has been winning ugly, but they've been winning. And that's the bottom line. They've been winning. Um, they go into Tennessee. Tennessee is 21st in uh, uh, preventing fantasy points against the running back position. 26th in preventing points in the um, tight end position. That's the strong suit of the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton and Greg Olson. These guys have been dynamic all, all, all season, and I don't think it's going to stop here. So I don't have to tell you to play Cam Newton or um, Greg Olson in this because – that's a no-brainer. <clears throat> and expect uh, too much from Jonathan Stewart. Uh, Tennessee is one of the better teams in preventing fantasy points in the uh, running back position. Number six, top ten, number six to be exact. Um, so I'm expecting Jonathan Stewart to um, have a subdued day today. Uh, Cam, Newton, Cam Newton is probably their best running back Uh in in the um, goal line, uh, but Jonathan Stewart, I expect him to get about 50, 60 yards somewhere around there, and and a uh, um, he's not too uh, too widely used in the um, um, uh, passing game, um, but I like I like those two guys that I mentioned, Cam Newton and uh, um, Greg Olson. Uh, but I'm telling you this, uh, if you have a position. Before I get to this call, a call from the 609. Hold on, let me finish this uh, thought, and then I'll get to you. If you have um, a way to get Jonathan Stewart to acquire him and and, and you're able to use some running backs or um, wide receivers to do it, Jonathan Stewart and the Carolina Panthers, um, after this week, have the most – very favorable schedule, including the playoffs, when the fantasy playoffs come to fruition, um, than any other running back in fantasy. Has the most favorable schedule from week 11 on than any other back. So if you're able to grab Jonathan Stewart 
and it won't hurt your roster, it, it will definitely help your roster in a running back position, which is a very good, which is a very um, needy position. Uh, and I, he's going to have a very good four or five weeks and to end the season for you. Jonathan Stewart is a must have going into the fantasy playoffs. Call hey from the six zero. Call from the six zero nine. Welcome to the uh, uh, master plan. How you doing, my man? Hey, good morning, guys. Got yours in the house. Hey, eight and one PPR league. Yo, I don't know how I've done it, man, but I lost fifty five points. I lost three weeks ago. I lose Foster. Two weeks ago, I lose Levy and Bell. Last week, I lose Lewis. There's fifty five points in running backs. I did. I did. I did wow. a trade. Wow. I got rid of, I got rid of Eli, and I picked up Latavius Murray. I got Brady. I mean, Brady's scoring it, so that was a great thing for me. But here's what I got. My running back situation, I always start two. I used to do three because one was a flex. I got Murray in there now, and I got Theo Riddick. I got Hill on my bench because he stinks. He's horrible. does squat for me. And I got the guy from, from Tampa Bay, uh, the backup to uh, Doug Martin. So he's on my bench. Charles Sims? But, you got Charles Sims? Oh, yeah, I got Charles Sims, who's not, who's not a bad option. Here's my thing. Um, I, 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 got, I got Theo Riddick in there now, and I got Murray. Um my receivers, I got Cooper. I sat Watkins this week because I knew he'd have a tough matchup with Reeves. Smart move there. So I got I got Tavon Austin in there. I got Cooper, and I got Randall in there. I just dropped Travis Benjamin, and I picked up Cecil Short. Benjamin has not done squat in the last three weeks uh, with his quarterback situation. He hasn't scored a touchdown since week three. He has the toughest right. out, out, of, out of my receivers going forward. So my question is, like, I mean, Amendola was there. I thought Shorts, if he comes back and stays healthy, he was averaging nine targets a game, which is quite a bit in that thing. They'll probably cut into Washington stuff because he was the number two, Washington was a three. Was that a good move uh, going forward with what I have on my team? Um, did, I, did I do the right thing there? In a PPR you, you dropped Travis Benjamin and you picked up Cecil Shorts? Is that what you did? I just, yeah, I just picked up Cecil Shorts because next week, I'd be number 10 on the waiver wire. I mean, this other guy, 8-1 in the same division. Somebody else was 5 before who I crushed, but he's ahead of his division. So, right now, I've been the 10th pick out of 12 almost every week. So, so, you, you, really, you, so, so you really haven't used Travis Benjamin that much. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I mean, I did use him in the beginning. I used him last week, and he, he gave me, like, uh, five points or whatever. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm, but normally, mm-hmm. normally it's Watkins when he's healthy. Always Cooper. And and I've been using Trayvon Austin's for giving me ten, twelve points consistently, either as a as a W two or a flex. He's been pretty pretty consistent for me. So my question is, did I do the right thing and drop him Benjamin if if Schwartz does come back healthy? Because that offense has no running game, which is which is Houston, but Cleveland has no quarterback in Manziel. He's horrendous. I saw that. Well, game last what 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 the the thing about it is, and, and um. You, you may have traded one for one iffy for another iffy. Travis right. Benjamin is is, uh, um, is uh, Johnny Manziel's favorite target. Um, all the big plays that uh, Manziel has had had been with right. uh, Travis Benjamin, uh, excluding what happened last week when he threw to um, uh, the running back for a touchdown. But most of the big right. plays that, that have taken place has been with uh, Travis Benjamin. So... Right. Uh, um, this week, I, this week, uh, this week against, uh, I don't know if you're going to play Cecil Shorts because he's got a tough matchup going up, up on Monday night against, um, um, that secondary in, um, in Cincinnati. 
Ray Randall's my – I got him in this. I just picked Cecil going forward um, because I, he, he, Travis Benjamin's going against some real tough defense in the playoffs as we, yeah. as we go more in there. So with that Manziel problem, I said, yeah, I know he was his go-to before in the beginning of the year, but, right. man, there's like no rapport, and he's just like a deer in headlights as a quarterback back there. I watched that game, and I'm like, oh, man. He killed my kid with Barnett. I think he threw one pass to Barnett. So, yeah, he's 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 not a, he he doesn't throw he doesn't throw to the tight end position. So those Barnett uh, owners, whoever had Barnett, um, yeah. they they cringe when uh, Johnny Manziel was was named oh, the starting yeah. quarterback he, he, because uh, he, he's not their savior and never will be. He's not a, he's not a starter. I mean, no. McGowan gives him a chance to win, but I can tell you from what I see, like I said, I played football in high school, and college, but I'm telling you what. That, that guy there's definitely not not, not NFL star quarterback. No, I, I I didn't like him. In, I didn't like him. I didn't like him in the beginning when when they first drafted him. And I I, 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 agree. I, I said I agree. loud. I said it loud and often that Johnny Manziel was not a a, a starting um, NFL quarterback, okay. and he's all hype and that's about it. So. Yep. Last question: What do you think Go going for? You, you know my four running backs. You know what do you think about right. that guy? That a guy from Miami. Now unless unless. You know Miller gets hurt, but I know they're trying to give a guy some more running oh. season. <laughs> let me tell you something, my man. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, my man. And yep. and um, a few weeks back, I, I was on the train uh, before, and I hate to say it like this, but I'm going to say it. Before any of these so-called experts were talking about Stephon Diggs, I jumped on him, and I told you about him weeks ago about Stephon Diggs. Okay. Yep. Uh, well, this is the way I say feel, feel about Jay Ajay. I watched that whole game in Miami, um, right. and I just said it in my opening monologue. This kid reminds me of the scenario I saw. Now, I'm not calling this guy this, this running back, but I'm calling him um, this, in the same scenario uh, uh, coming back as Todd Gurley. First game Todd Gurley came back, he didn't do that well. Um, right. Uh, and then the following game, I think he did a hell of a lot better. Well, J.O.J. got four carries. He, I think four carries, whatever it was. He got 40 yards in, in whatever he was given. Yep, yep. Yes. And and the fact is Dan Campbell liked what he saw and said that he's going to be getting getting more touches. All right. I can tell you is – all I can tell you this, I've been telling whoever is listening, whoever is listening, pick this guy up. Pick him up because I can see the same scenario. This guy's a dynamic back. No one's been talking about him because he's been he's been uh, gone off the fantasy radar because he's been hurt. Off the radar, yes, sir. He he he's he's sitting there right now on a lot of people's waiver wires. I picked him up in any league that I could possibly pick him up because I can see that it, Dan Campbell second time out. This kid's only played one game and he, and and the uh, interim head coach says this kid needs to get the ball more. Right. I'm, I'm telling you, people, it, going it, into the rest of the season, my man. I I I I like this kid. I'm a running back uh um a guy. I like running backs uh and, and that's my forte. That's who I really study. That's who I, yep. I um I, I jumped on. I've jumped on Jamal okay. Charles before anybody else. I jumped on Arian Foster before anybody else. I'm jumping on on I'm I'm I'm, I'm I'm jumping on this kid because I really believe Lamar Miller, he better run like his life depends on it because this kid's going to take over real quick if he does. Okay. That's why I wanted to ask you, though, because, like you said, I took D'Angelo Williams as my 16th pick. So I, I right. knew he took me two, two weeks because, Bell, you know, with Bell's suspension, Foster right. came back, you know, and right. then his second game, Foster did well. He was on a roll. 
And so right. week three, I dropped, I dropped D'Angelo Williams, and I picked up uh, Deion Lewis, who's been great. My PPR was always my flex. And then, bam, one went down each week after another. I'm like, holy crap. And then I couldn't get back D'Angelo Williams because on the waiver wire, I was 10th. And, and right. you know, the guy to ahead of me in my division, who's five and four, snagged him up. And I just didn't see Bill getting hurt. So, all right, I'll, I'm going to drop these for short. So I picked them up. But, you know, out of my receivers, I have Cooper, who's going to start every week. I have Trayvon also going to start every week. I guess mm-hmm. I have Randall that I'll use. And I have, uh, I forget who my other one is. So it's something when I'm not, when I'm not thinking. But my running backs, like, like you said, I have Murray going to start every week. I have Theo Rick, not bad at PPR. Bill's my weakest link. And Sims is not bad. So, Based on my my scoring, I guess keep those four running backs, and I, and I should get rid of. You're saying um, probably if, if Cecil Short is my weakest um, uh, receiver, get rid of him because, like I said, Watkins is going to start. Right now, I got Shorts and Watkins on my bench because he he didn't play. So I got Reed, Austin, and and Cooper. So drop would that would I drop Cecil Short for? Yeah, I would drop I would drop Cecil Short because. He's hit or miss. He he's got to contend with Nate Washington, who's been playing playing uh, uh, strong on the other side. So um, I would drop I, Cecil Short, even though even though even though um, um, the offense in Houston, uh, in my opinion, has changed. They're going to be throwing the ball more than running it. Right. You know, I had a guy too. I dropped him. I don't know if it was no. this week or last week, but I did drop him because I needed room for some other stuff there. And then I heard after he, he did that thing. So I was ahead of the thing about a week or so ago. I had it right. down my bet. So let me mm-hmm. see if I can pick up. But sometimes when you drop them up, my last question is, Dolan Ford, what do you think, will Carlos Hyde ever see the field again? He's available. I, would, I wouldn't trust Carlos Hyde. I, I wouldn't okay. trust Carlos Hyde. You know, I, I mean, he, he could, but until, let me put it this way. Um, I think there's more upside with uh, a jive than there is with Carlos Hyde. I really do. Okay. I mean, I know Carlos Hyde. He was a starting running back when he was healthy, but um, I can't. I can't trust him in that offense. They're 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 pretty bad, and I can't trust Carlos Hyde in our offense. Yeah, um, you know what I did? I, I dropped I dropped I dropped the Jai this week. I'll see if they'll let me pick him up. I don't got to wait till next week. I need the kicker for next week because I I probably won't win next week to the guy that's eight and eight and one like me because I've lost Lewis, I've lost Foster, and I lost. Levian Bell, because I was real strong, man. I had the best running tandem. Other than my kid having Freeman and Gawley, he's five and four. He's, he's dangerous. He's putting up some points, too. He'll make the playoffs. He happens to be in my division. Um, and I, But I knew my court, my court, my uh, Brown was going to be on a bye next week, so I picked up, you know, Kansas City's kicker, figuring, you know, I want to get as many points as I can. And I, I dropped the Jais. So that's when I found out he was going to score points. So I'm going to go see if I can pick him up now, if it'll allow me to. Yahoo's weird. Like if you draft somebody, you know you should be able to pick them up now. But sometimes you got a week, week or something. So I don't know if I'm going to miss them or not. So I, 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 well, I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. If, I don't know if you you listen to me and if you, you you're uh, uh, um, um, unsure about your running back position. Uh, you're good. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, I this is what I this is what I said, and, I, and hopefully you listen to what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, Jonathan uh, Jonathan Stewart. I got him in the, my other way. Yep. Jonathan Stewart has the best best schedule, schedule go, yep. going after week ten than any other back in in uh, in fantasy going forward from week eleven to week sixteen. He's got the best right. schedule of any running back. 
including including going into the playoffs. So, in my opinion, if you can pick up Jonathan Stewart, it's it's a strong play. Uh, In fact, more likely he won't he won't have a strong day today because Tennessee is one of the best teams in top ten in in, in preventing fantasy points in in the running back position. So you may be at uh, at a advantage trying to grab him uh, from a. Yeah, our waiver wire ended yesterday. Because what I did do this week, I picked up Latavius Murray in my PPR, like my 8-1 leg, and I gave the guy Eli Manning because I got Brady. So I got Brady the rest of the week. I mean, the rest right. of the season. So right, right. I needed to up it. And that guy's 2-7. and seven. He'll be in the trash bowl where I'm in the playoffs. So it didn't hurt anybody who was in playoff contention. You know what I mean? Right, when I, right. When I did it. This week, I am sitting Lewis in my standard leg. I'm going with um, DeMarco Murray. And I think Ryan Matthews in there, or 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 I got or I got McFadden in there. I got to check it to the McFadden and, and Murray, uh, or, I mean Ryan Matthews or McFadden and Giovanni Bernard. I forget who I mm-hmm. have. So okay. I think Bernard's got, got a pretty good thing there. But again, I'll definitely I'm going to mark your thing down for my running because that's been my problem. It's been my Achilles heel this year. I lost three stud running backs one after another. Who would have lost them week seven, week eight, and week nine? I lost all three of my starters. Can you believe that? <laughs> So, yeah, I believe it. I believe it. I, you know, I really appreciate your update. Really appreciate the helper taking the time with me here to try to tweak my eight and one team. So I'm gonna see if I can not a problem, man. Thanks, my friend. I appreciate. It. Have a safe weekend and best of luck to your fantasy list. Thank you. Same to you. Take care, my man. Thanks for the call. Take care. Bye bye. Yep. All right, people. That's the guy that that uh, who who's definitely been calling and getting some fantasy advice, and he's been doing quite well. Uh, I have to admit, he's been doing quite well, and uh, uh, hopefully uh, you've been listening and being able to take some of the advice. Some of it hasn't been spot on. Some of it has been, and, and hopefully you've benefited from the ones that uh, um been spot on and not hurt too bad because I can't be perfect. I like to be as perfect as I can possibly can, but uh, hopefully you can benefit from the, um, the uh, good advice and not get hurt too much from the bad advice. That, that's the best I can do. All right, let's move on to the Bears versus the Rams. Um, we got a lot of to, to go through in about 45 minutes, which is fine, which is fine. Um, and like I said, I love running backs. Uh, if you've list, been listening to me throughout whatever shows that, that we've, we've had, this show, The Master Plan, which has been on about four or five years, the FSP show, which has been on about five or six years, um, FSP Crew Show, which has been on uh, about four or five years, if I'm not mistaken, Um one of the things I've been talking about is I love running backs. One of the things that I think I'm pretty good at picking talent out is running backs. I watched uh, um, um, a, a running back, and I already talked about him. I'm going to keep talking about him because I think he's going to be um, a, a, one of the surprise running backs going forward. Uh, and he ha- they have a favorable schedule. Uh, and uh, when they get to the game, that matchup, I'll talk about it some more. But I really like this running back from what I saw last week, and that was just a little small sample size of what I think he's capable of doing. So let's get to the next matchup in um, in the the fantasy week, and that would be um, well, we let's get to here from excuse me. Like I said, the uh, uh, Rams hosting the um, the. Uh, uh, come on, Jerry, get it together here. Hosting the um, Chicago Bears. All right. Um, quite naturally, 
I'm not a Jay Cutler fan, okay? Um, I almost played him last week, and uh, uh, luckily, I, 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 I week last week, week before, whatever it was, last week, I, I pulled off a trade and was able to get uh, a better quarterback, uh, and it benefited me. Uh, I'm not a Jay Cutler fan, and against this pass rush and defense, they're playing at home. We're talking about the Rams. They're playing at home. They're playing inspired football at home. Um, and they're one of the best defenses, uh, number two and number four, respectively, against the quarterback and wide receiver position. I'm talking about the St. Louis Rams. Jay Cutler, excuse me, is not a good play for me. Alshon Jeffrey is going to be limited. I think he's going to get uh, uh, um, catches and, and yardage is going to mount up to a, a mid-teens. So you, you play um, Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, Matt Matt Forte is uh, more than likely not going to play uh, due to the sprained MCL, so that uh, leaves Jeremy Lankford uh, against a stiffer run defense. Uh, number 12, preventing fantasy points, Jeremy Lankford. Uh, you probably don't have a choice, and I know he balled out last week, but they were playing San Diego. San Diego is one of the worst defenses preventing fantasy points uh, uh, in the running back position. Well, you're going from San Diego – which was the um, near, I think, either 30th or 31st in, in preventing points on a running back position to a top 15 defense in preventing fantasy points against the running back position. Um, if you don't have a, a better alternative, you play him, meaning Jeremy Langford, and you hope for the best. Um, I think there's two, really two viable options that you play in um, if you were playing somebody from Chicago. And that's Martellus Bennett and Ashawn Jeffrey. Those are the two targets that Jay Cutler likes throwing to and that are the more reliable um, targets for Jay Cutler. On the other side, I don't have to tell you, one of the hottest running backs going, um, a beast. I love this kid. I absolutely love this kid, and he's probably going to be a top five pick next week, next year, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Oh, baby, Todd Gurley. Even though he only rushed, uh, uh, he didn't rush for uh, uh, 100 yards last week, which is the first time uh, that he he hasn't done, excluding uh, when he had uh, a, a half a dozen touches the first game he he came out from his injury. Um, I think he's going to have a monster day against a defense, even though they're top ten. Um, I think Todd Gurley is matchup proof. He didn't. He didn't run for 100 yards last week, but he ran for uh, 89 yards and a touchdown on 24 carries in Minnesota against a pretty pretty stout Minnesota team. So, and he caught caught a few balls uh, out of the backfield. So he's a versatile back who I absolutely love, a dual threat back. So he's never produced under 135 yards in a score when playing at home. He's playing at home. Jeff Fisher's offense loves a stud running back, and this kid's going to be able to run the football. Excuse me. And and, and because of the effectiveness of Todd Gurley, it makes Tavon Austin that much more effective. Whether he's running the football, when he's getting touches out of the backfield, Tavon Austin I'm talking about, or catching the ball um, middle of the field, down the field, 
it makes Nick Foles a little bit more effective. Um, even though Nick Foles isn't an effective quarterback because of the these dual these two dual threats. Um Tavon Austin is a flex play. Is a flex play. I, 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 he's going to. I, I believe he'll make a trip into the end zone. Um, Chicago is twenty fourth in preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position. That is their weakness. The wide receiver position, and with a dynamic back playing at home, with who doesn't need that much space to be effective. Um, I like Tyvon. Excuse me, Tavon Austin. I have to wait and see with the acquisition of Wes Welker, how they're going to, if he's going to play this week and how effective he will be when he plays. So it's a, it's a wait and see for me for Wes Welker. I'm not telling a lot of people to pick him up. It's a wait and see for me to Wes Welker. On the other side, uh, on the uh, Chicago side, like I said, there's only two options is uh, uh, um, Alshon Jeffrey and, um, Martellus Bennett. Don't like Jay Cutler to do anything. Oh, and, and the St. Louis Rams defense is a good play here. Excellent play here. Excellent play. In fact, you know what? Um, nah, well, Nick Foles, St. Louis is an ex- excellent play here. Let me put it that way. It's played in the dome, so you don't have to worry about the weather. Let's move on to the next game which I think is going to be a shootout. And that is the uh, St. Louis, St. Louis, excuse me, the New Orleans Saints. Wow. Uh, Against the uh, Washington um, football team. Um, In this game, I don't have to tell you to play Drew Brees, even though they're less effective, in my opinion, on the road especially on a road against a team that, that uh, on a grass field. Washington is number nine in preventing fantasy points in a running in a quarterback position, 19th running back position and 22nd in the wide receiver position uh, and sixth against the tight end position. So Ben Watson fans be wary, um, but you got to play Drew Brees. Drew Brees spreads the ball around. And I expect them to spread the ball around quite a bit. I like Brandon Cooks and Willis uh, Willie Sneed in here. Um, I think both of these guys are going to get about five or six catches, 60, 70 yards apiece. They make a visit into the end zone. That's the weakness of the Washington Redskins is preventing fantasy points uh, uh, in the wide receiver position. Um, I think Mark Ingram will be able to run the football. I, I, I have no doubt about that. Um, so there's a lot of fantasy goodness to go around because it looks like they, Deshaun Jackson is feeling that, that much more healthy. Um, and they're going to get up against the New Orleans defense that's 32nd in the quarterback, 23rd in the running back, and 27th in the wide receiver, and 31st in the tight end position in preventing fantasy points. So let me see here. Kirk Cousins. Does he throw 300 yards at home? Uh, it's a strong possibility. Yeah, I'm saying Kirk Cousins at home against a defense that that is bad as New Orleans. Um, 
I, I would play Kirk Cousins in, in lieu of uh, uh, Matt Ryan that you don't have this week, in lieu of Andrew Luck that you don't have this week, in, in lieu of um, Philip Rivers that you don't have this week. Matt Jones uh, catching the football or running, I think he's going to be more effective than Alfred Lewis. Excuse me, Alfred Morris. I'm sorry about that. Um, and I also like Jameson Crowder, Pierre Gosson, and Deshaun Jackson because of the um, Kirk Cousins who spreads the ball around. And this is probably one of the softest matchups he'll face all season. And, and Jordan Reed, Kirk Cousins has so many options here that um, Jordan Reed is a tight end one today, without a doubt, a tight end one today against that defense. Um, Pierre Gonson, um is a wide receiver, too, with a lot of upside in this, a lot of upside in this. So, I I would definitely play Pierre Gosson in here. Um and uh That's it for the um for the uh, uh um excuse me for the um that matchup. Let's move on to the next matchup. Keep it moving here. We got uh, a, a few matchups to go and uh oh, I love this matchup. I absolutely love this matchup, and this is one of the players I want to talk about uh, when we talk about uh, this matchup is the Miami Dolphins going against the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly. Um, um, I like Jarvis Landry in here. I absolutely love Jarvis Landry in here, along with uh, Rashard Matthews. I think these guys get back on track. Philadelphia is one of the worst teams one of the worst teams, number 30, preventing fantasy points in the wide receiver position. And I think Richard Matthews and Jarvis Landry, um, both these guys flourish this uh, this week. Um, Jordan Cameron is like uh, a missing person. Um, I wouldn't play him. Uh, look elsewhere for your tight end position uh, in fantasy um, because it's not Jordan Cameron because uh, um, these two wide receivers dominate the uh, uh, receiving. If you've been watching, Jay Ajay had his NFL debut last week and ran for 41 yards in five carries. Already, he's the number two right behind Lamar Miller. Already. So, if you have Lamar Miller, it's best to get Jay Ajay just in case Lamar Lamar Miller gets gets hurt. Um, Miami? has one of the better um, schedules going forward. Um, and uh, it would be a good, good, good move for you to pick him up out of the um, – they have one of the best schedules. If not – I wouldn't say the best schedule, but one of the best schedules going into the standard fantasy playoffs, 14 – 15, and 16. Um, They go up against the New York Giants, the San Diego um, uh, Chargers, and the Indianapolis Colts, week 14, 15, 16, respectively. Uh, I would say that's a very good uh, reason 
for you to have either Lamar Miller and it could be Jay Ajay um, going into the up-and-coming weeks. They only have one difficult, uh, um, really difficult uh, matchup, and that's against the Jets. Otherwise, uh, going forward after this week, um, they have one of the most favorable schedules. And I like this kid Ajay. Interim coach, interim coach Ori saw just one game and said he needs to get more touches. So he had been practicing a couple weeks before he actually debuted in the NFL last week. The coaching staff saw what they liked, or like, excuse me, like what they saw before he made his debut. In real action, they really liked what he saw and said, this kid needs to get more touches. And he's the number two already. Past Damian Williams and, and Jonas Gray is out the door. So what's that telling you? Lamar Miller, if you don't run like your life depended on it, and I said this last week and I'll say it again, your job is in jeopardy. We got this young kid that is dynamic, can catch the ball out of the backfield and run with authority outside and inside within the tackles. People, I'm telling you right now, if you got a slot on your bench, pick this kid up. If you're hurting for running back, pick this kid up. He's got upside. Favorable running back, favorable schedule for running backs, especially in the um, fantasy playoffs. And you don't have to trade for him. He's on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues. Wherever I could put him on my bench, I have. Trust me when I say that. I'm not saying to play him this week, um, but if he's going to get more touches, as he gets more touches, he gets more exposure, he gets more experience. He's going up, but he's got a good matchup going up against Philly. Let's see what happens. On the other side, you got to play Ryan Matthews and DeMarco Murray. Ryan Matthews is in the flex. DeMarco Murray is your running back, too, uh, with a high upside. Miami is 30th in preventing fantasy points against the running back position. So both these running backs are viable options. One's flex, one's a running back, too, with one, with one upside. I'm talking about DeMarco Murray. Um, one option in here that I that I really like is the uh, um, is the Jordan Matthews. Hopefully, he's gotten over his drop issues and is able to sustain what he he uh, was able to accomplish last week. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to have a monster game like he had last week, but I think he can be um, effective against a team that prevents. Uh, um, uh, 18th in preventing fantasy points against the uh, wide receiver position. Um, so I, I, I like him. I'm not too sure about Ryan Tannehill. Uh, uh, I think he he can be effective, but he's on the road facing a, 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 a decent pass rush in the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. So temper your expectations on that. Let's move on to the next one, um, which would be the um, uh, the um, – Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Cleveland Browns. Um, 
Landry Jones is, is going to be starting this. Ben Roethlisberger still needs a couple more weeks. Um, Pittsburgh has a bye in uh, week 11. This is week 10, quite, quite naturally. So Landry Jones, you know what, people? And, and, I'm, and I'm doing this because um, they're not as good as they, they once were, even though that um, – and, and I'm not talking about Pittsburgh. I'm talking about Cleveland. Cleveland is 25th in preventing fantasy points in the quarterback position, 29th in the running back position, and just outside the top 15 in preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position. I like Landry Jones in this, believe it or not. Um, He's been able to find uh, Martavis Bryant and Antonio Brown uh, down the field, and I think he'll be able to do it. He's got a big arm. Uh, These guys can go after it. Uh, have speed to burn. So I like both these guys uh, to be in. Martavius is a very good um, flex with the wide receiver two um, potential. And uh, quite naturally, you get, you're definitely going to play uh, Antonio Brown. He's definitely a wide receiver one in here. Um, and uh, in, against the running back position, even though uh, D'Angelo Williams set out one day with a swollen foot, uh, I think this 32-year-old running back who's been playing lights out ever since he was uh, had the starting position, whether because of Le- Le'Veon Bell got hurt or he was on suspension against a defense that's 29th against um, uh, preventing fantasy points against the running back position. Uh, I like, definitely like D'Angelo Williams in here. And I think because they moved the football quite well, Chris Boswell at home is, is a viable option along with the defense who are going to go up against Johnny Manziel. Uh, I think that this is a no-brainer for me in, in all the positions that I named for the Pittsburgh Steelers. On the other side of the ball, um, I know one guy, he dropped, dropped Trevin, Travis Benjamin. Myself, I wouldn't have done that um, because Johnny Manziel and Travis Benjamin seem like they have a connection, and I think that's the only way um, they get a trip into the end zone is the uh, uh, going up against 23rd um, rated um, defense preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, With that being said, I also like Duke Johnson, who got a touchdown pass from Johnny Manziel last week to be effective in the um, uh, out of the running back position. Uh, I don't like Isaiah Crowell. I think he's a afterthought in this offense, but the two options I like, um, it, or Duke Johnson and Travis Benjamin. Gary Barnage is not as effective with Johnny Manziel as he is with Josh McGowan. So it's Duke Johnson that I really like, and Travis Benjamin. Duke Johnson is a flex uh, with the possible uh, RB2 numbers, and Travis Benjamin is a with, – with um, the type of defense he's going up against, um, he's definitely a strong wide receiver three and a low wide receiver, too, in my position. I really like him as a wide receiver, too. I think he he's definitely going to get them um, targets. Targets equal opportunities. Opportunities equals uh, um, the uh, opportunity to uh, for receptions. So I like him a lot. So with that being said, um, let's move on to the next matchup, and which would be the um, – the, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars against the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore um, 
is a extremely horrible uh, uh, past defensive team. Um, Blake Bortles has been um, blazing hot. Uh, I see Blake thrown for over 300 yards in this game and, and hit the trifecta uh, in touchdowns. Um, I like Alan Hearns, uh, who I, 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 uh, who's dealing with a foot issue. Uh, I also like uh, um, Allen Robinson. These two Allens have been balling out. Blake, this young team has been a um, aerial uh, juggernaut, um, putting up yardage and uh, touchdowns at a very um, high rate. And uh, against defense that is um, 31st in preventing fantasy points in the wide receiver and quarterback position, I see them doing their most damage in the air. And uh, I see these two guys having strong, strong days today. As long as they're healthy, I have strong days. You got to temper your expectations in T.Y. T. Y. Yeldon. I think he just gets a little over a double digits in his position, a combination of uh, running the football, um, who um, Baltimore is 11th in preventing fantasy points. So they, they, they defend – the running back position better than it, than they do against the quarterback, uh, against the passing um, offense, and um, I, I like the uh, uh, two wide receivers and and the quarterback in Jacksonville. On the other side of the ball, Kamar Aiken is the number one wide receiver for the um, Jackson for for the Baltimore Ravens. Jacksonville is in the top fifteen, preventing points in the wide receiver position. They're uh, at 20, uh, 20th and 25th in preventing points against the quarterback and running back position. So what do the uh, Baltimore Ravens do best? They run the football. I like Justin Forsett to get RB1 numbers out of this Jacksonville team, uh, um, being able to run the football. They're playing at home. Baltimore is playing at home. So I, I think they're going to be a little bit more effective than if they were on the road. Uh, Joe Flacco is a little bit more effective than he is on the road, but I think they're going to run the football. That's how they 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 uh, um, uh, how their bread is buttered. Uh, so uh, two options is the Justin Forsett and Kamar Aiken. That that's all I can name out of it. I really I, and let me put it this way: one of the best kickers in all of football, all of football, is um, is Justin Tucker. Um, uh, so. He's a viable option because I think Baltimore is going to be able to move the ball, whether it's in into the end zone or in field goal position. And, and uh, Justin Tucker uh, is very reliable in that aspect. All right, let's move on to the next um, next game, which is going to be did the young guns in this young guns in this. Um, talking about the Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings visiting the um, Oakland Raiders. Got a young quarterbacks, Teddy Bridgewater and Derek Carr, who's been balling out. Uh, a young uh, Stephon Diggs, young Amari Cooper, old old man of the bunch would be Adrian Peterson running the football against the young blood and Latavius Murray. Um, this is going to be a very interesting, uh, uh, very interesting game. Uh, both these guys. Um, are vying, vying for position. Um, uh, the um, 
the um, get it out, Jerry. The the these two teams are um, with um, Minnesota six and two, and uh, and and two and two on the road. The Raiders are four and four, and uh, um, have scored over thirty points in each of the last three games. Um, you know, I, I like Teddy Bridgewater in this game. Um, I know it's on the road. He's just coming off a, a, a concussion. He's, he's supposed to be cleared to play uh, with no limitation. I like Teddy Bridgewater in this. Um, I, I know that Oakland is uh, 29th in preventing fantasy points in the quarterback position, um, but they're uh, 15th in preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position and 18th against the running back position and absolutely dead last uh, in the tight end position. So you're missing a tight end. Kyle Rudolph is a great play today. Worst team, one, one of the worst teams in preventing fantasy points against the tight end position, their linebackers safeties are not good against the tight end. Kyle Rudolph is an excellent play. Young quarterback, Best friend, I've always said this, is a tight end, and a tight end, it's going to be a good play here. Now, I'm not saying he's going to get monster numbers, but I think in the red zone, he's going to look for the tight end, and uh, I think he gets a touchdown with three or four catches, maybe 30, 40 yards. That's a decent, decent three catches, 40 yards. And and if it's PPR with a touchdown, that's, 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 you can't ask for too much more. I mean, uh, for a bye week filling, if 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 he is, there's a bye week filling. Okay, uh, I absolutely love this kid. I told you about this kid um, a month ago. A month ago, I looked up looked up when I when I picked this kid up. It, it was a, a month ago, almost a month ago to the day. Stefan Diggs. I hope you've used him. I hope you picked him up because, with the exception of last week, he has been balling out. And I expect him to ball out here against, like I said, the um, a defense. Even though they're mid-pack, um, Stephon Diggs has been a a balling out, and I think he can do it here. Um, so I like you, you're going to play Adrian Peterson. So I'm, I, you know, I'm not even going to go there. You're going to play Stephon Diggs, and I told you about Kyle Rudolph. You got to play Derek Carr if, if he's a uh, uh, even if he's a bye week filling. Um, he, he's a very viable bye week filling against this defense, uh, even though that um, Minnesota has one of the best defenses, all of fantasy, um, top 10 in three of the four skill positions in fantasy. Number four in, in a quarterback, number nine running back and wide receiver in preventing fantasy points. Number 20th, uh, in preventing fantasy points in the tight end position. I still like Derek Carr. Um, Latavius Murray may temper your expectations. I think he is a low double-digit, 11, 12, maybe 13 points uh, in that, and that's including in, in PPR uh, quite naturally, even the standard. I, I think he doesn't get double digits. Um, uh, you got to play Mari Cooper in here um, and, and uh, Michael Crabtree, who's been balling out like crazy, balling out. So these two wide receivers, you definitely play. If you don't, you got Mari Cooper, you put him in there. If you got M- Michael Crabtree, you got to put him in there. I have both of them, and I'm trying to figure out 
And I also have Stephon Diggs. So one of them has to be left out. One of them I have to leave out. And I think I'm going to have to leave out Michael Crabtree because I think Maury Cooper is too dynamic. Um, but I'm still going back and forth with that. Anyway, um, let's move on to the next game. Okay? And the next game happens to be another 4 o'clock game. Uh, and, and this is a game a lot of people are going to be watching to see if uh, the um, Achilles heel of the Patriots, the Giants, can pull it off again. Or that train just keeps on rolling, and the next victim would be the Giants. Um, I'm talking about the Giants visiting um, MetLife Stadium. Excuse me, the Patriots visiting MetLife Stadium to play the New York Football Giants. And uh, and uh, who uh, who's going to who's going to uh, win that matchup? And um, I'm, I don't have to tell you, it's three guys that that are no-brainers that you play. Against uh, the one, one of the best, worst defenses in the league, um, and that's Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Julian Edelman. And I'll have to throw in LeGarrette Le Blunt in there because Giants are one of the worst teams. They're 22nd in preventing fantasy points against the running back position. So, and and, and uh, I, I would have to put, put him in there. Um, so, Without a shadow of a doubt, I don't have to really have to tell you what players on what players not to watch or what it be sleeping players in um, in the uh, um, uh, Patriots. Um, you may want to put this guy in the flex, and, and that's Brandon LaFell. I think with each week he gets more and more incorporated in, in the um, offense. He posted five catches with 102 yards uh, over the Redskins last week, and um, he had nine targets, which was more than Julia Edelman had, and he had four more than Rob Gronkowski. Now, game, game flow dictated what happened in there, but I'm thinking that um, the Giants, who are um, um, not that good across the board in preventing fantasy points against the four skill positions, um, that Randall LaFell is a viable flex, flex option without a doubt, as many times as the, uh, the Patriots put the ball in the air. On the Giants' side, um, believe it or not, the Patriots are 14th against the quarterback, 5th against the running back, 17th against the wide receiver, and 8th in the tight end position preventing fantasy points. But I think this is going to be somewhat of a shootout. So I, I'm thinking that Eli has to put the ball in the air, and that would flow into um, Odell Beckham and Reuben Randall. Uh, yes, Reuben Randall is a good, very good play in the flex position here. Absolutely, because they're going to try to roll the coverage to Odell Beckham. Um, he's still going to get his uh, targets. He's still going to get his opportunities uh, with his catching radius and the, his ability to catch the football. Uh, I think he gets double digits. I can't predict the touchdown for uh, Odell Beckham. I think Ruben Randall uh, gets gets a toss, and uh, also Shane Vereen. Um, but uh, uh, you definitely play, in my opinion, Eli Manning. You play uh, Odell Beckham, and uh, in the flex position, you play Ruben Randall. All right, let's move on to the next 4 o'clock game. Uh, and the last 4 o'clock game, which would be a team coming off the bye uh, going up 
in in Bronx in Denver against a division rival, and I'm talking about the Kansas City Chiefs um, going up and playing the Denver Broncos. Peyton Manning's dealing with another issue. Um, Emmanuel Sanders never practiced this week, is listed as questionable. Um, and he's a, it's a later game, so you're not sure if he's going to play or not, uh, but he's questionable. Um, but I think he's going to be a um, game time to decision, and I wouldn't trust Emmanuel Sanders playing, even though uh, he's a very good option for Peyton Manning. Damaris Thomas is a, is a no-brainer to me. Okay, I know Vernon Davis is supposed to get more incorporated into the offense. He's still waiting to see on how much he is compared to last week, where Owen Daniels had a pretty decent game, a big game for for him. Um, uh, I, I do like. It looks like C.J. Anderson has uh, overtaken Ronnie Hillman again, and, and um, that the um, uh, even though Kansas City is number eighty, preventing fantasy points against the running back position, and Denver. It has a difficult difficult time week in and week out running the ball. That uh, uh, C.J. Anderson is the, is the one that's going to get the opportunity in, in the goal line to get a uh, um, shot into the end zone. I think he does. Um, but their bread and butter is is the um, passing the football, and the weakness of Kansas City is uh, defending against the uh, wide receiver position, which they're dead last. In, in, in preventing fa- fantasy points. And, and so I like um, Demarius uh, Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders if he plays. If not, then um, whoever takes his, it, it, whoever takes his spot in the uh, 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 um, number two position. Let me put it this way. If Emmanuel Sanders doesn't play, then I really like Vernon Davis because Vernon Davis with the speed and agility and, the, uh, um, and it's his experience – can take over that wide receiver position and play wide receiver um, um, and, and uh, be strong at it. And that's, that's a sleeper in my opinion. Only if Emmanuel Sanders does not play. If Emmanuel Sanders plays, then you have to uh, downgrade uh, Vernon Davis. If Emmanuel Sanders does play, um, does not play, then you have the up, uptick on um, Vernon Davis. And I think Vernon Davis will be a viable option in lieu of uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Um, that's how I play it. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, on the other side, uh, I would play – I think he's a flex. And the reason I'm saying that, I don't think Shark Kendrick, uh coming off a bye against the uh, 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 Denver defense that's 14th in preventing fantasy points in the running back position – is going to have a very effective day, whether he's running the football or catching it, catching it out the backfield. The only um, viable options I see is the uh, um, Travis Kelsey, um, who I think can um, have a decent day. I mean, he's not going to have a monster day. Uh, I think he can have a decent day, very low in double digits, um, 11, 12 points, somewhere around there. Um, I don't think he gets a visit into the end zone. <clears throat> I think Jeremy Macklin, um, who's Alex Smith's favorite target, one of fa- his favorite targets, I should say, other than Travis Kelty, gets a decent visit, and, uh, decent visit, gets a decent chance to have a visit into the uh, end zone. All right, let's move on to the 
night game, which features two NFC division rivals, and that's the um, Arizona Cardinals coming off a bye. Both of them, both these teams coming off a bye. Um, Arizona visiting the um, Seattle Seahawks uh, and the 12th man, which is the the fans of Seattle. Um, Marshawn Lynch is, is listed as questionable questionable from an abdominal injury that is new and happened in practice on Thursday. Even though he went through a full practice on Friday, um, they do expect him to play, uh, but this injury throws a little risk in his starting. Uh, I would, for those who have dropped Thomas Rawls, especially Marshawn Lynch um, um, owners who don't have Thomas Rawls, and if he happens to be on the waiver wire, you don't have any other options in the running back position, and, and you don't want to risk being hung out to dry and not have Marshawn Lynch play. And this is an 8:30 game. Hopefully, uh, there's a possibility uh, that Thomas Rawls is sitting on the waiver wire because he hasn't been doing anything in a while. And it was a bye week last week that he may have been dropped. You pick him up, uh, especially your Thomas, uh, especially your uh, Marshawn Lynch uh, owners for insurance, because if Marshawn Lynch doesn't go, um, then you play, uh, put Thomas Rawls in there. But either way, um, uh, if Marshawn Lynch is, is um, hurting um, and going up against this uh, defense that happens to be um, seventh in preventing fantasy points against the running back position, I'm talking about Arizona, um, um you have to temper your expectations. I know Marshawn Lynch is a beast, but if he's dealing with an abdominal, he's not going to be as strong um, and effective as he has been in the past. Um, these injuries, he's getting older. These injuries are adding up. Uh, I, I would say temper your expectations and that Marshawn Lynch um, may not uh, get more than 60 yards in a game. Um, and, and, uh, it's iffy if he even even if he makes a trip into the end zone. Um, it's difficult to give you options, fantasy options, in the uh, for Seattle because um, the way their offense is structured, and um, I would have a hard time giving anyone uh, an option against this Arizona defense, which is eighth against the quarterback, seventh against the running back, 11th against the wide receiver, and number two against the tight end position. So overall, they're in the top 15, and three of the four uh, – and all they're in the top 15, and, and, and three of the four uh, skill positions, they're in the top 10 uh, in preventing fantasy points. So other than Marshawn Lynch, I can't recommend anyone in the Seattle – on the other side, I know this is the tough defense. I know Seattle is in the top five out of the four positions. In quarterback, running back, and wide receiver, they're in the top five in preventing fantasy points in, the, in that position. And 28th, no weaknesses against the uh, um, tight end position. Well, the strength of the Arizona Cardinals is the running back, wide receiver, and quarterback position. If you don't have a better option, you got to play Carson Palmer. He's been balling out. They pretty much have been balling out despite the matchup. I think they're going to do well here. I know it's in Seattle. 
but I think they're going to do well here. Um, in my opinion, Seattle's not the same defense as they were um, in years back. I think they're going to do well. Remember, I don't pick winners or losers here. I just pick fantasy matchups. So don't say I'm trying to pick whether I think Seattle or the Cardinals are going to win. I'm just picking fantasy players. So I, I do like Carson Palmer in here. I, I do like Larry Fitzgerald and Michael Floyd. Larry, I'd like more because he's in the slot, and I think he, he'll be able to get uh, um, opportunities that are going to add up to, to double digits in fantasy, especially in PPR. Um, and I like the kick, kicker because I think the defense is going to be able to stifle the offense. I'm talking about Channel Canazero. Uh, I, I uh, do believe that they're going to get opportunities to, to kick the field goals. Both these t- teams have strong defenses that are able to stifle their offense and put, but put their um, special team, especially their place kickers, in position to kick field goals, and I think they'll be able to do that. So I like both these kickers in, in this. And I also like, because Russell Wilson has been one of the most sacked quarterbacks in the league, I like the Arizona defense in this. And really, I like both of these defenses, um, but I like Arizona more because I think they're going to be able to sack the quarterback more, uh, meaning Russell Wilson, than they are um, Carson Palmer. All right, I think we got one more game left, and that would be the my Houston Texans going up against the Cincinnati Bengals, the undefeated Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. Quite naturally, the Houston Texans coming off a bye, visiting the undefeated Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, uh, this is who I like in here. Uh, I, I like the uh, DeAndre Hopkins. I think he's going to do well in here. Uh, the number two option in a passing game hasn't been Cecil Shorts. It has been Nate Washington. Uh, I think this offense has been changed. They don't have a – they're going to try to run the football, but they don't have a viable option to be able to consistently run the football. So what they're going to do, what they've been doing, putting the ball in the air and put it, and put it in Brian Hoyer's hands. So DeAndre Hopkins is the, the most targeted wide receiver in the league. That's not going to change in here. Uh, I see him getting over 100 yards, uh, seven or eight catches around there somewhere, get a visit into the end zone. I like Nate Washington. Not the same amount of catches and yardage, but to also visit the end zone. Um, on the other side of the ball, um, um this offensive juggernaut that Andy Dalton has, they have all their weapons healthy. They've been healthy consistently throughout the year. Andy Dalton has been balling out um, and has been a top fantasy quarterback because of that all year, and I don't think anything's going to change here. In Houston, Texas defense is 23rd in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback position, 27th in, do, in doing the same thing against the running back position, and 12th in the wide receiver position and 17th again tight end. <clears throat> so what I'm telling you is this, you play Andy Dalton, um, you play A.J. Green, definitely play Tyler Eifert, uh, and I think they're going to get their um, their uh, kicker in, in position to be able to kick some field goals if they're, they're uh, slowed down and they can't get into the end zone. So Mike Nugent is a good option. And along with the 
um, Cincinnati offense defense who's playing at home. Uh, I think they're going to um, – the Houston Texans are going to have a hard time um, scoring points in this game. So I think the Cincinnati defense, Bengals defense, is a good play in, in, in fantasy. All right, people, we've come to the end of the show. Um, I've got – I finished it exactly that time I wanted to finish it. Uh, I hope uh, I helped you out and in, 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 uh, uh, able to get some um, pickups here that you can go forward and, and have a chance to uh, do well um, this week and in up-and-coming weeks. We're going to do this next week all the way to the end. end. Um, enjoy the games. Make sure that uh, uh, you set your lineups with no bye weeks, um, uh, empty uh, slots. Enjoy uh, uh, the, the fine afternoon, whether you're at home or over, over a friend's house. And we're out of here. See ya.